Hi, I'm Matt, and you are listening to Real Things That Really Matter. Our heart in this show is to open up the floor to conversation about topics in the Bible and Christianity that may be hard to understand, and to see them from different perspectives. I know that we don't always agree on some things, but we feel that we should be able to ask questions and listen to each other as we walk through this life following Jesus. So sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy as we venture into another conversation on real things that really matter. Well, hi, Matt. Hey, Mike. How are you? I'm doing good. It's good to see you again. I haven't seen you in a long time. Well, we've seen each other, but... Well, we haven't done this for a couple of weeks. I know. It's, it's been a while. <laughs> so We well, know what we're talking about today. That's right. We don't know how we're getting there, but we know what we're talking about. Israel. 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 So for those of you listening, uh, it's been a while since you maybe seen some of the posts on the Facebook page. Um, I was there two weeks before Matt went, and Matt just got back about five days ago, Right. It, it's yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's been, been a about week, five it's been a, it's been a days. Week. Yeah, and so we thought that it would be a good thing to just share maybe our shared experience. Uh, we both went with a different organization, and so we have different perspectives maybe on some right. of the sites that we would have both visited. Because I went more with a touristy type guide, and you went more with a how would you call it? Uh, it was a biblical archaeological class through Hebrew University. Yeah, so, so we it had was diff- very, very academic, very different, uh, very different experiences. I'm yes, sure. and so I mean, there's pros and cons to both. But the one thing I know um, that was really cool about your guys is was it was definitely more Jesus focused, spiritually focused. Like, let's have a a renewal and a and a reflective time on what right. worship is over here. devotions yeah. you know we had we actually sang songs and, right. and you know and had you know sermons and stuff in the and man there was times when i was walking through some of those areas like i want to just stop and and sit and and just be able to reflect and and yeah sing i would sing right. from my balcony some right. days yeah thinking nobody could hear me and turns out somebody that was in the group could hear me because you were like almost in class we were it was oh, lectures yeah. on the sites yep uh-huh okay which was amazing there was a lot of information but still, that's kind of cool too yep yeah and we got some uh some really awesome information about dead sea scrolls and and the artifacts that they found uh that's sitting in the israeli museum which was really cool uh but so yeah, I guess as an overview, um, we did you both have, went. Did you have a favorite thing? To be honest, yeah. The, don't no lie to me. The Lake of Gennesaret, the Sea of Galilee. Wow. When we got on the boat, um, we went and just you know you did the same thing. We mm-hmm. went out on this big, huge barge-like boat that yeah. was like flat, and you could walk around and and see the lake. And it was a it was just a cooler day. There's little bit of waves on the on the lake but we got out there and it kind of shocked me because the uh, boat drivers I didn't realize there was a sound system on there and they started a song and I'm sitting there and it's it's oceans really by Hillsong by Hillsong and it's to be honest it's one of my favorite songs yeah mine too I love that song and I'm sitting on the lake just trying to think about all the things that happened that I've read about, that I study, that I that I wish I could have saw Jesus do. And I'm looking around in the middle of the lake at all of the shorelines. 
and hearing this song. And I just, I just see Peter getting out of the boat. Like, that's what it is. Lead me out on the water. Yeah. Was it, was it a calm day when you were out there on the water? It was a little bit breezy, but not horrible. Uh huh. And it just, I mean, it, it floored me. It was amazing. Yeah. It was a, it was a beautiful day when we know out there too. It was uh, just calm as could be. And it was a beautiful boat. And we had songs too. Yeah. So just, just being there, I think was actually my, for impact wise, I guess, like that really set in deep. That was it. Really? Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what stuck out to me the most. I love Jerusalem, the whole city. Uh, just like all the history of it. And there's old Jerusalem inside there. And you can, when they had that cut out where you could look way down, you could see, you know, two or 3000 years below, yeah. you know, just, they just had it cut out with the plexiglass top, just down in that tunnel. You could just see, you know, cause they just built on top and it built just on top keep and building. Built on yeah, top. It's amazing. Yeah. With all these pillars and stuff, it's just so much history right there in the old city. And then you get out, then I'm glad I went out to like New Jerusalem where the, and down to the markets and stuff. That was yeah. really impressive too. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I was so scared though. Cause it's like, I, I'm on this street and this is my landmark and I'm going to, I'm going to walk one block, one block this way. And then I'm going to go one block back. And then I'm going to cut I'm in not, through the market. <laughs> I'm not going to go wandering around cause I will get lost. Yeah. It was so strange. Did you go during Shabbat? No. During uh-uh. the Sabbath? No, I didn't. So they took us down on a Friday afternoon. Oh, you went to the old? The, to the, the market. To the new market? Yeah. And it was shoulder to shoulder. Can't hardly walk through the street. Can't understand anybody because everybody's speaking Hebrew or right. Aramaic. I can't mm-hmm. read the signs. I have no idea what's going on. I'm just walking and watching. And everybody is just having a great time. Is There's, this Mardi Gras or is this Jerusalem? It was Jerusalem. Yeah. <laughs> And there was in the restaurants, there's people, you know, just partying and having a good time. And, right. And it's shoulder to shoulder, people buying fruit and food at the restaurants and, and candy, a lot of candy. And then at four o'clock, it was empty. They just cleared out. It was over. Right. I was, I was, I was blown away. Like, there was thousands of people there. And they thousands. Just, they just scattered. Everything on the inside of the market was full. Everything on the outside of the market was full. There's people. Well, what did they do? Did they just pull their pull yeah, their cages they, down or they something? They just knew, and all the people know, and they're just done. They closed it and up. At four o'clock, they just split. Wow. And it was over. <laughs> no, we didn't. I'm not we, in America anymore. <laughs> yeah, we didn't go. We didn't go out uh, on Shabbat. Yeah, it was in, it was incredible. The culture, the people were amazing. I mean, they really were. Um, the, even not being able to understand each other, we, there was still no, no, uh, like animosity or, or, right. you know, I never felt like I was looked down on cause I was the American in, in a right. different culture. And yeah. And it's just, it was amazing. It'll be the most different place you've ever been in your life for yep. sure. I mean, there's no place if you study the history of Israel, I mean, they've been, they've been kicked around so many times for thousands of years. Yeah. And you know, and so they just kind of got like, pieces of their territory, their country is kind of like partitioned off to certain different groups because yeah. of this. And they have this strange arrangement and alignment with people that hate them. Yeah. And, and they it's, have to it, survive. Yeah. They? And it's all about survival and they're, you know, it's just, it's just little things like, you know, I'm a big guy when I would walk down, you know, when I walk down the sidewalk, people kind of just tender, you know, have a tendency to swerve out of my way. <laughs> Not in Israel. <laughs> They'll walk right in front of you or, or yeah. bump right into you. And you know, they don't care. 
They're yeah. like, you know, personal space isn't a big deal. No, it wasn't. And I was just like, feel like I was getting pelted with all these little BBs. You know, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, what's going on here? I'm not, I'm not no, one reckon, no one sees that I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that was one thing, but it's just, the whole country is just amazing and it's just beautiful. And yet it's an archeological dig. The yeah, whole thing just is incredible. It's like, how can you build anything here? Without hitting something. Well, and they don't, and there's an agreement that they have with the, no, the our, the antique department or whatever they call it. It's a it's a yeah. group, a government group. You don't own the land in Israel. Yeah, that's what happened with uh, Magdala back in 2008 right. or nine. You yeah. leased the land. And they you were going to build. The they were going to build some convention hall or something. They did. And- they built a huge hotel. Right. They, but that they hotel change, was fine. But they had to change where they put it because, well, when they were yeah, digging, they found like, the city. Oh, yeah. This is the place where they know or that the Jesus town. actually stood. Yeah. yeah. And they found the spot. That was really cool. So when they dig that and they find something, then they have to call the Department of Antiques. That's what it is. The Department of Antiques, they have to come in and they have to say, okay, this is something or it's not something. If it is something, then the people that are building, they get to pay for the archaeology, uh, for the for the the digging. Right. And if it's a really big thing, they end up not being able to finish their job. Well, it we're taking like back these, over. These developers are taking a heck of a risk anytime they try to set up shop That's somewhere. What I thought too. Yeah, I was like, like, how uh, do they get made whole again on this? And America this would be like be, I don't want to be a guy that I'm not going to build anything. <laughs> just, no. I'll just I'll just I'll just rant. <laughs> how do you how do you know. dig in Israel in Jerusalem without finding something? Right. I mean, that's And this wasn't even in Jerusalem. This is outside, you right. know. Right. So because that was, the cities were all when you when you that was the other thing that was really cool was seeing the proximity of all the cities that you hear, all the towns that Jesus and his disciples walked to. Right. So like Jerusalem, that would have been a big walk from Capernaum, Capernaum. Yeah. yeah. That would have been a huge walk. A couple days easy. Uh Yeah, we're a, we were 40 minutes from anything by bus. Yeah. But then you got to Capernaum and the Mount of Beatitudes was right there around the lake. Mm-hmm. And um, when you read about the Decapolis, that was right over Bet Shean. Did you go there? I didn't go there. That one was really cool. That was that was one of the one of the better, well preserved um, remains that was still there with all the pillars standing and how the city would have been laid out. What happened there? And, Significant. Excuse me. Uh, it was part of the Decapolis, and it's it's. What's happened there is like four different cultures have ended up building and using it, but um, it started off as as back, and I can't I I there's so much information that I can't remember where it started, but you remember the Decapolis when Jesus went across the lake, and was in the region of the Decapolis, and was met by a man who was possessed by the evil demons. spirits, yeah. Legion. Legion. And that's where he threw them into pigs. And so yeah. the Decapolis right. was the 10 cities that were around there. Like there was, I think Jericho was one of them and Bet Shean. And then there's these okay. other cities that are in that area. And so he would have been in that area when he cast out the, the demons and they went into the pigs and they ran into the lake. Yeah. And well, it was over right, the cliff. Yeah. And over it the was cliff. right around, uh, like it's on the opposite side of Capernaum. Right. And then the Mount of Beatitudes was a little around the side of it. And you've got, um, I just was going to say it, now it's drawing a blank. But all of these things are right around the lake. But walking to them, because they were on the shoreline, would have taken you way longer than getting in a boat and just going straight across. Right. And I had I was doing bus rides, and I was still doing 10, sometimes 18,000 steps a day. Right. 
It was nuts. And it's all hills and it's rocky and it's right. not like sandy beaches. Yeah. And know? I had the tourist roads that were all, you know, tread and trodden trails. Right. Israel's done an amazing job with <laughs> yeah. their highway system. Yeah. And we still, yeah, you're not getting there anytime quick. So you could see the importance of why they did everything by boat and the importance of having a boat. If you lived around the, the lake, the lake was a way bigger than I pictured. It was. Nine it, miles, I think nine miles wide at the widest point. Yeah. Okay, it was it's nine by thirteen or something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's huge. Okay, yeah, it's pretty and good you size. Think about these little tiny boats. And I was standing uh, on a hotel when we were in um, in right around the lake, and it's now I'm drawing a blank again about the town. But anyways, I'm standing on the balcony looking out at the lake, and when it went dark, you couldn't see anything. You couldn't even see the water, and I was right off the shore. Crazy. So yeah. you picture when you're in a boat, and this goes to the story of when the disciples were caught in the storm and Jesus walked on the water out to them and they thought they were going to die. Yeah. If I'm out in the middle of the lake with no lights, nothing to tell me where I'm going, the waves are coming over my little boat, and I don't know which, which direction is safe, I'm going to think I'm going to die. <laughs> I couldn't see the big boats we were on. Yeah, those are way bigger than they were. And I couldn't see them. Right. When they got out there, they were just little tiny specks. Yeah, I'm sure Peter's boat wasn't as big as the boats. No, 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 no. There's no way. So it gives you a perspective of reading the stories and going, "Hmm." The Bible is real, and the things in it are real, and they really happened. And being able to see it and step on it and walk it, and it was, that was incredible. I don't care. I don't care who you are. You can't help but feel... Um, a little bit of awe with the history. And you said it, the history is immense. It's so right. deep. And everyone that hates them just happens to be all their neighbors. Right. They're, they're all around them. Yeah. They can't afford to lose one, one battle. Yeah. No. And so, they, and that's their motto. Never. And again. they're, they're all business over there. I mean, there's, they're ready. Yep. They're yep. ready at all times. They don't screw around. One of my, did you go to Megiddo? Armageddon. Uh, yeah. Well, I went to uh, uh, Mount Carmel and we overlooked it. Oh, that's cool. You didn't go to the actual site of Megiddo. Well, no, we just we just overlooked it. We didn't go down there. Oh, to the valley, to the city, to the city of Megiddo. No, it, it wasn't a city. It was just it was, they just said it was a, a oh, valley. No, the remains in Megiddo are that was the most that was my second favorite part because there's really? thirty layers of building that they found in this in this tell tell Megiddo. And so it's, nope, it's a there. city. It's, it's, it, and it's one of the major, um, it, it was one of the major strategic points for the military of all the cultures that were in this area because of, you saw it, the Valley stretched out forever. And the only There's way lots you of could space. Get There's in, lots of space. Yeah. The only way you could get in from the outside from where Syria was or, or, um, the other way getting out was through this valley because otherwise you had the mountains on the sides. Correct. And so Megiddo was right in the middle of that. You saw the tell, right? Because Mount Carmel was a ways off. Well, so Megiddo was an actual, an actual remains. See, they never said, they never mentioned that to us. Amazing. So we went in there. They just said, that's the Valley of Megiddo. And, and Solomon mentions it. It's mentioned in his chronicles of him helping to build Megiddo. And so you can trace back some of the remains that they found, which, you know, you said it, they, they build on top of building on top of building on top of building. 
30 layers, which means 30 different times, cultures, this has been built on. Just think of the magnitude of history that's in this space called Megiddo, where we think that the world is going to come to an end when we have the final battle uh, due to what we read in Revelation. Right. And this and is the site. Yeah, and it says that technically it says it's not that really, really a battle so much as that the armies of the, of the world come against Israel – and right there, and they and they just collect right there, and that's when God's anger flashes, and He destroys them all. Yeah, and it's the only way in. It's one of the only ways in. It's a beautiful valley. It is gorgeous, um, but the history. I mean, you go back to the time of Solomon. It's mentioned. That's where they know that he was a part of it, and where uh, King Josiah was killed. With the, mm-hmm. with the world war, the four kings that came together, you know, and he was right. not really supposed to be there, but he decided to go there and prove and, yep, how... Yep, and he dressed up like another guy. That and, was yep, where that yep, happened. Yep. And so there's all this history that happened right there at Megiddo. Well, it's a perfect battlefield. And, it's, it's a plenty of room. Yeah, That's and for it's sure. wide open, it's flat, and, and if you have the tell, if you had where Megiddo, the city was, it was the best strategic place that you could have. Yeah, I can see that. It was incredible. But actually being up there on Mount Carmel where, you know, they they had the statue of Elijah and everything. Right. And then there's Mount Carmel. I mean, I didn't get to go on top of there. That's (laughs) right. Yeah. Where, where they had, where they had the, where they had the, uh, the, the shootout with, with Baal. Yeah. Baal and God. God versus Jehovah. And and guess who won that one? (laughs) (laughs) I think there was something about fire and the 400 prophets were killed that day. Yeah. Baal. Bill lost big time on that. He was on vacation. Yeah, he was asleep. (laughs) So that was really cool, and that was really spiritual. And I felt like, oh my gosh, because that was like our first day, and I was like, oh man, that really, that really struck a chord with me. So that was that. And then then seeing the valley of you know Armageddon right there. Yep. And I was like, this is where it all goes down. Right. Yeah, you would have had a really good view from there. Yeah, that was about. That would have been, I'd say, almost a mile away at least from where the city is, where Megiddo the ruins were. Uh-huh. That'd be, that'd be strange to see Megiddo. It's like, what did, what did that happen there in the Bible though? In Megiddo? Well, that battle that oh, I just the, talked just, about with Josiah. Josiah. Okay. And, and then, and it's not really mentioned a whole lot. That's yeah. Cause I don't remember it being mentioned that much, but it is mentioned as one of the three big cities that Solomon helps to build. Okay. And so you have a reference to it. You have some points of, uh, historical importance, biblically with, you know, the, the world war where all four Kings come and they meet, this is the area that they meet and, uh, where Josiah comes and and he's, and he's killed. And, um, I think it's Josiah. I think I'm correct. I think, yeah, that sounds right. Um, That sounds right. Just these little things. And, and, but then there's the history of the world. So that's the other thing that I really, um, that really struck me was, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that the Bible is not important, but it's not the only writings of what has happened in history. And the Bible is not a history book in quotation marks. It's a story of salvation. It's God's story of how he set up redemption of humanity from creation until Jesus, until he comes again. Right. And I think if you look at the geography of Israel too, and where it is and what that means, I mean, God knew what he was doing and he put Israel in a place where it has, it can connect 
you can easily get to three different continents. Yeah. And I mean, that's not by accident. And no, so was, he has, so he basically made Israel a, a in a four lane highway for the world. Very strategic point. And they call and, it the Via Maris. Yeah. Via Maris. Yeah. And, and when you think about the it. The way of the sea. And so everybody was, was cruising on through there. And so only natural that Israel would get conquered, you know, a gazillion times. Because yeah, on the other side with Tel Aviv, when you fly in, it's like right in this, in the bay where the Mediterranean Sea, it's right, right there. And that was another thing. You're exposed by the Herod. sea. You're exposed by the north, the, the, the the east and the yeah, south. You can go. You can go. What? You can go Greece. You can go Syria. You can go Egypt. You can go all these different places. Right. Right there without having to go over land. And it was incredible. That was another thing that I just it hit me. Herod. Herod the Great. Herod that would have been the king when Jesus was born, not Herod of the time when he was crucified. Right. Uh, that Herod was an, a genius. Genius architect and builder and strategist. And, and he made the ports at Tel Aviv. And he made, and the one, yeah, the, the Caesarea Maritime. Yes, we went there. That one was incredible. It was a man-made port in the sea that's still there today. Right, it is. You can still see. Yeah, we were there. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was and our first day. And the waves rushed, and how his palace went out into the Mediterranean mm-hmm. Sea. And then he'd have to have fresh water bring, brought in. So, so that he, he could have a pool. Yeah, so he didn't have to be in the the... Salt, brine, yeah, and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, and, and, and the Hippodrome. and mm-hmm. That was very cool. Oh, my goodness. That's like you're in Greece, but you're in Israel, and it's weird. Right. Yeah. Well, it was Rome. Right, exactly. So he's trying to impress his new Roman occupiers because, well, he didn't want to die. He picked the wrong side, and, and you saw the movie that they played, right? Mm-hmm. And so he picked the wrong side, but then he said, I can be loyal to you as well, and he became loyal to them and proved his worth to Rome and built them this huge... Uh, port that was critical to trade right? because of where they're located right there in Tel Aviv. Yeah. And it just goes to show you the nature of God. And he, and he made, he had selected Israel, the, the actual land to be a data century, a data port yeah. for the whole world to, 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 bless go, the to go ahead, to go ahead oh, and to go ahead and broadcast yeah. his gift, his son to the whole world. And to get it out there. And he picked a time where, you know, the Romans had all these highways and everything. Yep. And there was access to three different continents, all of, you know, you know the, to the known world. Well, and even before that, God, God had set up Israel to be a light to the nations, a blessing to all the nations. And he even had it set up. If you read through the, the Old Testament, it seems like it's Israel, 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 but God's intent, I believe, when I'm reading through the scriptures, is that Israel was to bring the people in to his presence. It wasn't that they kept them on the outside. He wanted everyone to be brought into who he was through Israel, knowing a different life, even in the Old Testament. Yeah. And there was, there was ways to become... Uh, circumcised and and Jewish, you could come in. E- the Egyptians left with them. It says in the Bible, and many of the Egyptians left after they were freed from the Pharaoh through the through the through the Exodus. It wasn't just the Israelites that left; they brought the Egyptians with them as well, and they were included in this camp going to the Promised Land. God's heart was for Israel to bring people in to experience who he was. He was revealing himself to the nations through Israel. Yeah. And it's still that way today. I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of Russians there. I mean, there's like a million Russian Jews there. There's like how many, 
How many Arabs do you think live there? At least, at least a million, maybe two. Oh yeah, I mean easily. They and and the Palestinian, uh, of course, there's culture. The, they come, right? They come from from Palestine, obviously, and they come in and they work in in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv and all of the areas in there. And it's, I mean, the border is like driving uh, from where we live twenty miles away to the border of Wyoming. Yeah, and it was funny on my phone when we were in Israel, and we're going over there to the Jordan River to get uh, to get baptized. Yeah, and then my my phone Verizon tells me, "Oh, you're going to a different country. We're going to charge you another ten dollars since you're in a different country." <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, that may be the way you look at it that we're in that we're in Jordan right now, but we're not. But we're really we're, not. We're yeah, in we're Israel. Really right I guess here. <laughs> keep your geopolitical stuff out of your business affairs here. This is still Israel. I'm shutting off my phone. You're not dinging me another ten. Yeah. Anyway, well, so, but that was that was funny. It's just like it was. Th- it's hard to keep it straight. You know, yeah. GPS wise, it really what, is. It is. I would have known other than the checkpoints you had to go through to get in and out of uh, Jericho because we right. went we went into Jericho, which is actually Palestinian controlled. Oh, um, you were you got to go in there? We did because we were part of an academic group. Oh, I see. We yeah, weren't they part wouldn't of let a us tour in. group necessarily. Right. See, that's the difference. That's a major difference. And for it us. was it was still a big deal. And uh, I got told about a half an hour into our dinner to shut off my phone and not make any phone calls because if they have any questions about who I am. When I come back to Israel, they're going to ask why I made phone calls. Mm, who did you call? I didn't. I didn't. But I said, thanks for call- telling me now that we've been here for a half an hour. Because um, I didn't know. It was that serious. You were making phone calls in Jericho? I was not. I was not. Okay. That's good. Did you go to Bethlehem? We did not go. To, that's very far in there. No, we didn't go to Bethlehem. Right. I heard that's real hard to get in there. Yeah, we didn't go there. Um, See, isn't that weird that they would they would give Bethlehem away? Don't you think that's strange? Well, I think that's part of the way it was just partitioned up. It wasn't right. necessarily their choice. It wasn't Israel's choice on how they split the land. They just split it how they thought it was, uh, how how it was occupied at the time, and who the major culture groups were in those areas. They said, "Okay, this is how we'll split it." Then, and it made no sense. It split the water up. It split the land up. It split the geographic locations up. It made no sense. But on paper, when they when they wrote these treaties and they gave they they did it, they said, "Oh yeah, this is good." Well, and I can understand that. You can say, "Well, technically, Israel, you weren't here for a thousand years." And, you know, all these other cultures were. Yeah. And, well, so, they got, they and so got, yeah, we have to, you know, we have to split the sheets somehow here yeah. and make it work. Because now it's your country, but it's our, but there's people it's here. our culture. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's why they pretty much had to, you know, give up the Temple Mount and everything like that. Well, yeah, there's, there's, our, there's been how many different cultures that have built on that? You've got, obviously, Israel, and then you have um, the the Islamic Muslim people that have built on it. And then you have the Byzantine people that have built on it. And then you have, I mean, there's so many different well, and cultures. The quadrants that have in, the same you know, old city of Jerusalem, there's, you know, the Christian quadrant, the uh, Aramaic quadrant, yep. the Muslim quadrant, and then the Jewish quadrant. Yep. Yeah. It's crazy. It was like, you know, I was like, what is this East Berlin or something? And and it's in four little, four separate sections. Yeah, and when you pass through each little section, you're like, it's completely different. Yep. I mean, it's like you stepped into a different, a different world. Yeah. We, we got to go right into just the beginning of the Aramaic living quarters and it felt like I was stepping into, stepping into a different section of history 
just with the courtyard and the way that it separated into the apartments right. and it was it was in it was incredible. Yeah, and the Jewish quadrant was so relaxed and so easy in there. Yeah. And then the other ones were you know, especially, you know, getting close to the the Muslim one and inside the Muslim one, it was it was stressful in there. Oh, you thought so? I yeah, I oh, we had there a was good just time. it was just different energy. I mean, it was just different. <laughs> it was just, you know, and then and then the Christian quadrant was like, you know, it was like uh more I don't know, it was gaudy. Yeah. What's one of the what's the word I'm trying to look for? Uh, I don't know. It's just, they, they dressed it up with their, their Christian glitz. Yeah. And I, I didn't like it. Yeah. I, uh, unfortunately for my biggest disappointment, I think in the whole trip was actually where the Christian sites were located. Me too. Yeah. It, it almost seems that the Christian sites took away from the focus of Jesus. And it right. was more it was more about the importance of the site rather than the importance of who was there. Yeah, and they don't keep the site all natural and they put like, you know, this yeah. well like there are Mount Beatitudes, they had a hotel or a or apartment building or something out there. But and it was a, a big church. And a church too. Yeah, and, big and then church a, and, and then an, another big everything hall. at a church. If there was a site that that was a Christian site. It had a huge church with a big dome and, and it's, it's like, you know, like I said earlier, like you went to, you know, Yellowstone and you saw old faithful and they had a Starbucks <laughs> sitting right there. It's just, you can't, I mean, what are you doing? Yeah. I would have, I would have, I, I think it would be way more impactful to have it be more natural to be able to go right. sit where Jesus taught, like the Mount of Beatitudes. Can I go sit on the Hill where he, we think he, Preached to the thousands, right? And Mount Can, Mount Precipice was kind of like that. Did you go there, Mount Precipice, on the by Mount of Olives, over there, where the they were going to throw, where they were going to push Jesus oh, no, off the cliff? We didn't go there. No, yeah, that was pretty cool. And it was. I don't know if this was actually the place, but they claim it was, and it right. looked like it could have been. As much as they can deduce from from mm -hmm. the writings and the the locations, yeah, yeah. Uh, nothing set in stone. They don't have. The actual, it would have been a rough place to fall off of, but, tell you but yeah, they, from what they've written, like with Peter's house, uh, at Capernaum. Yeah. Capernaum. Yeah. That was, that looks legit. That means that was legit. I think Peter's house. And but, they have the house but and then, yeah, then the stone they put, throws away. They have the synagogue, which has been rebuilt and rebuilt and rebuilt, but that was where the synagogue was located in the first place. Oh no. But they built the church well, over the a church yeah, over his house, over yes. his house though. And you're like, you know, under the shade yeah. and you can go under the, into the basement and look at Peter's house. Yeah. That again, I was like, can we just, can we just kind yeah, of reflect it's, it's, in the space and it's, not it's have this disappointing. Big, it's huge, disappointing. modern, yeah. weird looking church here that is, right. I don't know if you're even worshiping Jesus at this point, but <laughs> sorry, that's my, my opinion. Right, yeah. So, but it was an amazing trip. I, I loved every bit of it and I'm so glad I went. Yeah. And I, I want to go again. I mean, but you could spend five years there and not see everything. There's just no way. So David Sadaka, my guy, he's okay. my guy. Yeah. And I got to go over with him. He's a, he's a good family friend. It was his 54th time going. Where does he actually live? Uh, on the east coast. The east coast somewhere? He lives here in America, yeah. Okay. And that was his 54th, 54th time 54th time in Israel. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And he hadn't seen it all, I'm sure. Well, he's seen a lot of it. I bet. He's kind of, he's on the, 
he's on the same platform as as some of those top archaeological minds. He, he he's he's very in the in the middle of all that stuff. It's pretty cool. I have so much more I want to say, but I I feel like we'll run this thing into an hour, and I'm well, not sure that's we may good have for our to listener. continue on to part two. I think we will. So hopefully we've started to convey uh, the heart of what it's like to be in Israel. And if you tune in next week, you'll see the second part and where we go from here. It's got to be on your bucket list, people. Yeah, be on your bucket list. All right, God bless you. God bless. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that you have been challenged to study God's word, to find out what it says, and to build on what you believe. Our heart is to help create a desire in you to draw closer to Jesus. If you would like to contact us with questions or comments, email us at MikeMattRealThings at gmail.com, on Facebook, Real Things That Really Matter, and on Twitter, at MMRealThings. We would love to hear from you. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform to stay in the know of what we are doing. Again, thanks for joining us today. May God bless you and keep you. See you next time.